Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. Bless this church, amen? And I'm so happy you're here this morning. I tell you what, I mean, in the past, in the past two weeks, we've baptized five people. Amen? amen. Now, what I want is I want more. Because I believe God wants more. These are the last days, and God's ready to move, Amen? God is ready to move. He's ready to move in your heart. He's ready to move in this church. Let's start off with a word of prayer. Amen. Father, I pray that you'll be with me today. Father, anoint me as I speak your word today, God. Father, you are gracious and kind, and you want your children to receive from you, Lord. I thank you, Father, in your name. Amen. We talk about God being our Father, and for some of you, the concept of father is a negative one because either maybe you didn't know your dad or maybe your dad just wasn't a good guy. He did some things that really he shouldn't have done or he wasn't there for you. Now, the Lord is not like that. As a matter of fact, the Lord is the opposite of that. When he becomes your father, he becomes the father that you always wanted. Because we dads, were fleshly, and we mess up, and we do things the wrong way sometimes, and we just, we can't help it. That's just who we are, and you know, I know we need to improve, but when I talk about God being our Father, I want you to know that every good gift, according to James, every good gift comes from above, from the Father of light. So all the good gifts that we receive come from God. We tend to blame God for the bad stuff, don't we? Anybody has said, Lord, why is this happening to me? Well, God, God didn't do that. That's sin. That's the nature of sin. We live in a sinful world, and the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. Amen? We're not going to walk around and not get rained on sometimes. It just happens, okay? But I want you to understand that as a father, he cares for his children. He wants you to have everything that you need to live in this world, amen? He wants you to grow. He wants you to, to, to be more than what you are now. He has goals for you. He specifically picked you. Now, isn't that amazing? He handpicked. The Bible says he formed us in the womb. There's no one here that, that just was born by accident. No, God specifically designed you, amen? Isn't that awesome? Look at your neighbor and say, God designed me. And then look at your other neighbor and say, ain't I pretty? Ain't I pretty? <laughs> Some of you are men like, I ain't saying that, Pastor. I, okay, I'm just not doing that. Say, ain't I handsome? Because in God's eyes, in God's eyes, you are a beautiful creation, amen? 
you, in God's eyes, you are, there, you are amazing and God has designed you. So let's quit looking down on each other and realize that we are here because God is doing something in our life. Amen? Now we've been talking about the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures this morning and then we're going to get into it. Because last week we talked about authority. You, everybody look, I want you to point to yourself. Say, I, I have authority. It's important to know what kind of authority you have, though, right? It's important to understand that. And I'm not going to re-preach that sermon. If you, if you are here, you can go listen to it on our podcast. But let's look at these scriptures. He says, in Matthew 6, but what do we do? We, but, what's that word? You know what happened? You, know, you ever play hide and seek as a kid? What do you do? You look for something, right? You look intently for it. Now as you're older, we look for our car keys, our house keys, or our phone. Amen? Anybody miss their phone? Call my phone. It's on vibrate. I'll never hear it. <laughs> Amen. But seek first the kingdom of God. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God, and then what happens? And his righteousness, and all of these things. Remember the Greek word, what all? The Greek word all, you know what that means? Remember we talked about it last week? It means all. You're now speaking Greek. He says, and all these things shall be, and what's that word there? Added. How many remember elementary math? Subtract means what? Takeaway. Remember when I was in school, we called it takeaway. They don't say that now in school. They come at this common core whatever. I don't even understand it. My kid came to me and asked me, Dad, how does 2 plus 2 is 4? No, you got to go 2 plus minus 2. I don't know. I couldn't understand it. But when we did a subtraction, we said 2 take away 2. Guys, you remember that? 2 take away 2, right? Well, listen, the Bible talks about when you believe in God, there's no take away. There's no take away. The devil takes away. The devil takes away, Brother Jeff, right? But the Lord says, all these things shall be added. Anybody remember what added means? It means in addition. It means plus. It means more. Amen? I mean, we got too many Christians walking around barely making it. And, and what God is saying is, listen, I am ready to add to your life. Amen? I am ready to add to your life. Amen? Listen, we are, we are not, Paul talks about this. Well, somehow we equate prosperity to financial blessings. No, I'm going to tell you right now, there are not billionaires who are happy. They're miserable people. They don't understand what they're just, all they're trying to do is to get more money. Money is not happiness. As a matter of fact, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. But you can be happy and still poor. Amen? Even though God, like Randy said, God's going to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Amen? He says all these things shall be added to you. Then again he says in chapter 16, verse 19, he says, and I will give you. Notice, notice there's no price that you have to pay. He says, I will give you. Everybody understand the word give there? He says, I will give you. Free of charge, no, no strings attached. I will give you what? The keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Praise God. It is time for the church to start binding and loosing so that his gospel can be set free. Amen. Praise God. We need to bind. We need to bind 
the works of the devil. Notice that I didn't say bind the devil. We talked about that last week. We're not here to bind the devil. We're here to bind the works of the flesh. We're here to bind the movement of the enemy. We're here to bind the things that are not of God. Amen. But I'm telling you today, we're ready to loose the Holy Spirit in this place this morning. We're ready to loose the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are ready to loose the power of God. But to do that, we have to understand, first of all, our authority. Amen. We have to understand our authority. Sometimes we've, we've misunderstood our authority. We've said things that we didn't have the authority to do. We talked about that last week. But tonight, or today, this morning, I don't even know what time it is anymore. Today, we're going to talk about access. That's the next key we're going to talk about. Access. Amen? Access. If I want to go somewhere... And I want to get into to a certain place. If you want to go into my office, you need a key to get in there. And that gives you what? It gives you access to my office. If you want to go to my house, you need a key to get into my house. Actually, that's not true of a little punching code that you do that. But if the code's not working, you got to use a key, right? You have to use a key to get in there. And so I want to tell you this morning is that we have to understand the key to the kingdom of God. And that next one is the word access. Look at your neighbor and say access. Access is the right or privilege to approach, reach, enter, or make use of something. Man, how many Christians are afraid to approach God? How many believers are afraid to approach God like God's going to punish them or something? God is not here to punish you. He wants you to come to him. Amen? He, maybe, maybe you're thinking, well, I'm not worthy. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you're not worthy. You're right. But the blood of Christ has made you worthy, okay? He has made you worthy. Praise God. He has redeemed you. He has saved you. He has wiped the slate clean. Praise God. Can you imagine being around someone who never brought up your past? Isn't that amazing? God never brings up your past. The devil does. devil loves to remind you of who you used to be. Right? The devil loves to remind you of what you were. Can I get to and tell you, he does that because he's jealous of what God is doing in your life. And he, he knows that he can't have it, and he wants to pull you down too. I want to tell you right now that God has gloriously redeemed you. God has gloriously set you apart. And now, now, he has given you access to his resources. Praise God. Do you understand what his resources are? He said that I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I own everything. Everything is under me. Everything is by my design. I have access to the Father this morning through my faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, there's going to be times that I suffer. But when I suffer, I know that I can call in the name of Jesus and say, Lord, help me. Amen. There's going to be times that I'm hurting, but I know I can call in the name of Jesus to help me. There's going to be times that I'm sad. There's going to be times that I feel like I've been wronged, but I can call on the name of Jesus and I say, Lord, help me. I can call on the Lord. Amen. See, when I don't have Jesus, I can't call on anybody. 
You think the cop's going to come and come help you when you're embarrassed or you're ashamed or you're in sin? Nobody's going to help you, amen? They may claim to try to help you, but nobody can truly help you. The only one who can help you is Jesus this morning, amen? He is there to help you this morning. <laughs> Romans 5, 1 and 2, he says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have, what's that word? Access. Through whom we also have access by faith into this grace to which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. The key of access unlocks the kingdom of heaven, giving you access to things like prosperity to things like healing, to things like authority. Now, I want to be candid here. This is not a prosperity gospel. The prosperity gospel is taking the financial blessings and material blessings of God and turn it into something that is not of God. And where preachers are afraid to talk about prosperity because they're, they're thinking they're going to be linked to that. I'm not talking about a name it, claim it type of faith. But what I will tell you is when God is in your life, when God is blessing you, when he is there with you, the very essence of God is life. Amen? So we're talking about life being put into you. We're talking about life being created in you and your life being touched around you so that what you have now becomes more. Remember what I said about adding? Remember what I said about adding? That is not wrong what I'm saying there because the Lord wants you to understand he's not here to keep you down, amen? He's not here to put you down. He's here to lift you up, amen? The devil wants to put you down. Man wants to put you down. Come on now. Man, love, man loves to put you down. Man loves to make you feel bad about yourself. Man loves to remind you of who you used to be. But I tell you this morning, the Lord says, I don't remember that person. What I see before me is a mighty man, a woman of God, ready to go out and conquer the devil this morning. Amen. That's what God sees in you, a mighty army ready to conquer, ready to move, ready to bring in the movement of God. Praise God. John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. Does anybody believe in Jesus this morning? Anybody believe in Jesus this morning? Anybody believe in Jesus this morning? Come on, let's not do it halfway, amen? Listen, we're going to be Pentecostal this morning. That means you may sit up and sit down. Whatever you do, we say we believe in Jesus this morning, Amen. We're going to stand, we're going to sit, we're going to run the aisles this morning because the Lord is in the place, amen? The Lord is here. And I want to tell you, if you believe in me, Jesus is saying that, if you believe in me, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. You realize how powerful a statement that is? You know what Jesus did? The Bible says, just in one sentence, he says, Jesus went about doing good. He went to the people that were hurting, and he made it better. Come on now. How many people we make him feel better in our lives? Or how many people we judge him because they don't line up with what we believe? Jesus said this, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world, meaning judge the world. 
but through me, everyone will be saved. Praise God. And if Jesus didn't judge, oh, pastor, we know them by their fruit. Yes, but that never said to judge them. Nowhere in the Bible does it say do that. We recognize it, so you know why? So we can pray for them. That's our job, amen? To pray for them, to bring them into the kingdom, amen? And Jesus said, we're going to do what he did. Well, let's kind of count what Jesus did. Did Jesus heal people? Say amen. amen. Now, come on, guys. That's a weak amen. amen. Thank you. Thank you. Let's say it again. Did Jesus, did Jesus heal people? Amen. Did Jesus Did Jesus love people? Amen. Did Jesus tell people it was going to be okay? Did Jesus forgive people? Did Jesus go to where people are hurting and minister to them? Did Jesus rise people from the dead? Did Jesus make a difference in people's lives? Then why can't we? That's the vision that God has given me for this church. We don't need to just show up on Sunday morning and praise God. We need to praise God the moment we walk out this door and we go down to Fred Meyer. Amen? People ask me, do you need the Holy Ghost? Yeah, you go to Fred Meyer, you need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost to go to Safeway. You need the Holy Ghost to go out to eat. Brothers and sisters, we need to witness and share the gospel, amen, to be ready in season and out of season. Oh, dear God, I got the anointing on me this morning. Help me. He said, this is what I love, because he does also. You're going to do what I did. Also, ooh, that's intriguing. You ever been around someone? I'm going to give you $1,000. Also, <laughs> praise God, you have my attention in $1,000, right? But now also, can we understand that the Lord loves giving? He lo- Man, the Father's up there right now and saying, who can I give this to? Who, who's going who's gonna to receive the blessing that I have for them this morning? Then he says, the works that I do, he will do. Now, ladies, that means you too. Okay, that's not just men, just ladies too. And then he says this, also, you guys ready? And greater things. Greater works than these he will do. Because I go to my father. Oh my goodness. He rose people from the dead. He touched people with leprosy, and their limbs grew back, and they were restored. What? What? Why why is this not happening in church today? Because we haven't used the key of access. We're operating in our own mind, in our own way, because we think this is the way it needs to be. Listen, we need to shed our embedded theology and go back to the Word of God and see what God says about it. Amen? Listen, if it's not God, we'll know right away. But God wants to move in the church today. We don't need to sit back in judgment. We need to embrace it. We need to put our arms around it. We need to love people. And you know what? We need to have the prayer of faith, too. In faith, I believe that Michelle is healed this morning. Amen? In faith, I believe that Michelle is healed this morning. We prayed for Bobby last Sunday. We prayed for Bobby last Sunday, and guess what? 
Bobby received a blessing from the Lord. I'll let him tell you about it. But God, Bobby was blessed. He was healed. Amen. Listen, I don't want to speak something I don't know, so I'll let him tell me. He just told me something about it. But when I tell you this morning, it is time the church lay hands on the sick and they're healed. Amen. We need to have access to God's resources. It's time that brothers and sisters, I'm not talking about getting filthy rich where we forget God or being so poor that we don't like God anymore. But I'm talking about our bills are paid and the church has enough finances to do what we need to do. Amen. I talked about this last week. I want to, in the next five years, I want to build a Christian counseling center. I want to build a, we got way too many people who are struggling with drug and alcohol dependency and behavioral health. Oh, the world has opened up their own behavioral health, but they can't reach you like God can. There's a place for that. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There's a place for that. But we need, we need counselors who love God. We need counselors who understand the word of God, amen, and understand the science that goes behind behavioral health. We need people who love God or are willing to listen to people struggle with their addictions, struggle with their problems, struggle with their past, amen. See, people here have suffered so much. And can I tell you this morning? Oh, man. Lord, you got to help me. The Lord has seen your hurt. He's seen it. He's not the author of it, but he is the physician for it. Can I say that again because that's powerful? Can I say that again because it's powerful? He's not the author of it, but he is the physician for it. Only him, only he can bring healing. Amen. And then he says, greater works than these will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> it's so simple. Man, we make it hard, don't we? We make church hard and it's not. It's just, how many prayers has God answered? What God has done in Jamie, nobody knows but God and maybe Helen and her mom. What a powerful testimony, amen? What God has done in your kids and your family, Jeff. Man, it's powerful, amen? What God, what God has done in people's lives in this church, and you see what he's done. And, and sometimes we get impatient because we want God to move right this second, but he is moving, amen? He is moving, amen? He's moving, he's touching lives, he's restoring, amen? Whatever you ask in my name, that I will consider and get back to you in 28 days. After you file the proper forms, <laughs> consult with the pastor, pay $1,000, buy some holy water that I will ship to you. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> Listen, if you want to buy some holy water, I'll give you some, okay? <laughs> I don't know what makes it holy, but I don't know. <laughs> Amen. That's not what it says. Can I tell you, brothers and sisters, you don't need me to pray over you. 
I mean, I will. Don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand me. I will gladly pray with you. But you don't need me. You have direct access to the Father. You have a direct communication. You don't have to go through me. You don't have to get permission from me. Hey, pastor, can I pray to God today? Man, I tell you what. Go for it. You don't need my permission. Amen. Pray to him. He's there for you this morning. He's not just sitting there going, he's not sitting there going, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I got a world to run. And see, Hollywood says that a lot, and it's not true. God is omniscient. He's everywhere. He can do all things at all times. Brothers and sisters, he can listen to my prayer request. He can listen to your prayer request. He can listen to your prayer request. He can do it all. Amen. He can do it all. Amen. And I want to tell you this morning, there's somebody here that you're hurting and you're wondering where God is. I want to tell you, look beside you, look behind you, look in front of you, look over you. Look underneath you because there's God. Amen. David said, though I make my bed in hell, you are there. Though I make my bed in hell, you are there. God is there today. He is ready. Can I tell you something right now? God is ready to step in. Telling you guys, I'm feeling it this morning. This message is for somebody. God is ready to step into your problem. All you got to do is access it. Amen? You know what I mean by access? Remember the first verse? Ask. That's the access. Ask. Well, pastor, doesn't God know what we want? Yes, but he still wants us to ask. You know why? Because that creates relationship. That creates relationship. We're talking to him. And then when he does it, we can see it with our eyes. We can feel it with our bodies. We know that God has answered prayer. Brothers and sisters, ask and you shall receive. Amen. Seek. Knock and the door shall be open to you. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know this is what you have access to this morning. Can I, can I share with you a little bit what God you have access to? Because some of you are walking around spiritually poor. You know what I mean by spiritually poor? Is you feel like you have nothing when you have everything. Everything. How many of, when you were growing up, you wish you, your parents would come to you later and say, you know what, it was all a, a lie. We've been filthy rich this whole time and and uh, we're ready to give you the million dollars that you're ready to receive. Did anybody ever think about that? Man, I did all the time. I'm still waiting for my parents to tell me they were filthy rich millionaires. So far it hasn't happened, but I'm holding out, amen? <laughs> I asked my mom the other day, and I said, you know, are you guys millionaires? And she laughed a little bit, and she said no, but I think she was lying to me. <laughs> But God is that resource. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You know what God is? God is the God of provision. Jehovah Jireh. My provider. Jehovah Jireh. He is the God of provision. He is ready to provide for you. 
He provided manna in the desert. He supplied for the widow and her son with oil. He fed the 4,000. He fed the 5,000. He pulled a coin out of a fish to pay his taxes. Man, I wish I could do that come April. Somebody take me fishing. Amen? But I think it will take more than a coin to help me out. Praise God. But I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, God said he will supply all of our need... According to what? According to his riches, which are in glory. Amen? His, listen, this is an example. This is an example of his riches. Are you ready? Anybody have gold at their house? I mean, like a lot of gold? Plenty of gold? Don't raise your hand because people come steal it. Okay? Like you're, you've lined up your wall with gold, Right? Okay, I don't think anybody here, right? Millions. Millions, there we go. We don't have gold in our homes, do we? We know why? Because it's a rare commodity. The banks have to have it, amen? There's some gold in Fort Knox, I think. There's a lot of conspiracy theories about that. But you know what the roads are made of in heaven? Now, I want you to understand that when they... When they pave a road, they use the cheapest material available to them. You know why? Because it's a road. It's a road. Cars are going to be driven over it, right? So they use cheap material. They're gonna, we're going to use this cheap material and that will make a road. In heaven, gold is nothing. They make roads out of it. Do you understand what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? This is the access that we have to Jehovah Jireh, our provider. You have access to his resources if you need it. See, God wants to bless you financially. You know what else you have access to? Are you ready? God is a God of healing. I'm going to say that one more time because I feel like I lost you a little bit. You know why, I was reading this the other day. You know why there were some places that Jesus went and he didn't heal people? Because of their lack of faith. Read that. Read that. Okay? Do we want healing to come back into the church? Then somebody's got to believe. Somebody's got to believe. It can't, it can't be just pastor. It can't, we can't sit there and say, I'll believe it when I see it. Because if you say that, you're nothing more than a Pharisee. Because that's what they said, right? Are, you, are we Pharisees? No. We need to believe. But guess what? God is a God of healing. Listen to what he says. This. Look at this scripture, right? Genesis, or excuse me, Exodus 15, 26. I want you to focus on the last little bit. He says, for I am the Lord. Okay, so he's defining who he is, right? For I am the Lord who what? Who heals you. Can I say that again? You may not get happy, but I'm going to get a little happy up here because I know there's some of you who are hurting and you're sick and people with cancer, people who are struggling with their health, people who are struggling to survive because there's so much pain every day. I want to tell you, for the Lord says, he says, for I am the Lord who heals you. Amen. Now, there's going to be people that say, well, pastor, that's Old Testament. 
Well, let me tell you what Jesus said. I have come to bring healing. And what did he do? He went out and he laid hands on people and they were healed. So don't give me that Old Testament stuff anymore, okay? It's one testament. It's the testament of God. That is the Old Testament and New Testament. God brought it together. We have the Bible. It tells us what he's going to do. And God is ready to heal in these last days. Amen? Do you have a problem? God can heal it. Do you have an issue you're dealing with? God can heal it. Do you have struggles you're going through? Then God can touch it. Amen? God is a resource for his people. He's not just simply to be worshipped, which he is always to be worshipped, but he is to we to understand that he is a loving father ready to say, what do you need? What can I help you with? How can I help you? What can I do to take you through this? We need to talk to him, though. He is also the God of peace. Colossians 3.15 says this, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Amen. Man, Christians walking around with anxiety and worry and stress, no, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Amen? Let the people stand up all night. They can't go to sleep because they're stressed out. Listen, I want to tell you right now, that used to be me. I used to grind my teeth out because I was so stressed. And the Lord went to me one day. He says, is my hand too short that I cannot rescue you? Am I blind that I don't see what you're going through? Ask me, son, and I will provide. And guess what? He did. Amen? Mm, he did. He did. Bugs God. Man, I could give my testimony right now. The God of peace comes into your life, and he gives you, listen to this, peace. Woo. Man, I tell you, what, every time I hear a Christian say, I'm stressed out, I'm saying, look, have you, are you praying? Because when I pray, my stress goes away. I'm not, I don't mean that judgmental-wise. I'm not here to make you feel bad, okay? I'm just here to tell you, if you're stressed, let us pray. If you're happy, let us pray. If you're joyful, let us pray. If you're shamed, let us pray. You get the message here? Let us pray, let us pray, let us pray, let us pray, let us pray. God is the God of protection. Genesis 15, 1. I'm going to give a portion of this scripture. He says, do not be scared. Amen. That's the southern term for afraid. Scared. Look at your neighbor and say, scared. You're all southerners now. <laughs> Some of you don't want to be southerners. It's okay. I can tell. He says, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. You know what a shield does? A shield protects things from coming your way, from getting to you. It's a shield, amen? It absorbs it. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. He gives you strength. Micah 5, 4, and he shall stand and feed his flock and then strength of the Lord. And the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall abide, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. Amen. He gives you strength this morning. Do you feel down? Do you feel worried? Do you feel like you can't make it? Then you got to go to God. Don't go to social media and talk about how you're struggling. That's not going to help you. Come on. Ain't nobody out there can give you advice that you need, but the Lord can bring you comfort, peace, joy, happiness, resources, 
That's what the Lord does. But guess what we got to do? We got to ask Him. You know what else He gives us? Remember what I talked about last week? Our authority. Remember I talked about that? Christians out there, I rebuke you, devil. No, that's not within our authority. It's nowhere in the Bible. But guess what we have access to? We have access to God's authority. Now remember, remember, God spoke the world into existence. Jesus, using God's authority, cast demons out and told them to go into a bunch of pigs. God's authority far exceeds our authority. So when I know that I have something that I can't handle on my own, I go to God and say, God, it's time for you to do it. Amen? It's time for you to do it. It's time, God, for you to come in and take this situation. Let me give you an example. It's probably not the best example, but here we go. Every now and then my wife has a jar. Jelly, mayonnaise, whatever. She she tries to open it. She can't do it. So what does she do? She looks at me and she gives it to me. And she asks me to open it. Why? Because, and, and just bear with me, I'm not putting her down. Because I have the strength to do it. You guys understand where I'm going with that? I have the strength to do it. Now, if I can't do it, I give it to my son, and he can do it. That's just how it is. Too many times, brothers and sisters, we're trying to open up things that we don't have the authority or the strength to do. That's when the Lord comes in and says, here, I got that for you. Let me open that for you and give you the blessing that you're asking for. Let me help you with that. Let me pour your... Listen, as a parent, I love giving to my kids. I want to make sure they're okay. How much more is a loving father ready to pour himself out on his children and say, here, here you go. I want you to have this, but all we need to do is ask. Ask, and you what? See, the Lord rebukes the devil. In Jude 1.9, you might know this verse. Yet Michael, the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Oh, praise God. Some of us are fighting the devil, and we don't know what to do, and we need to simply say, the Lord rebuke you. And if the Lord rebukes him, he can't stand, he can't do anything. The Lord is taking care of it. Amen? Listen. We are not some children out there in our own. The Lord wants to get involved in our lives. The Lord wants to touch our lives. He is ready to bring healing. He is ready to raise somebody from the dead. He is ready to to wipe out cancer. He is ready to restore marriages. He is ready to bring back families. He is ready to free from addiction. He is ready to do the things in Juno that need to be done. He is ready to rise up the culture to restore it to what it once was. He is ready to bring back what it needs to be. He is ready to bring healing in your life. He is ready to touch your children and have them come back to God. He is ready this morning. The hardest thing I have to do is wait. 
Man, Christmas time is here, alas, and I'm the world's worst waiter. Now I don't mean like waiting on food, I mean like waiting for my presence. I'm the kind of person that I believe we should open Christmas presents, not Christmas Day, not Christmas Eve, but a week before Christmas. That's just me. I, love, I can't wait. I'm impatient, right? Brothers and sisters, I will tell you this morning that if we simply wait on the Lord, if we simply wait on the Lord, the blessing that is going to come to us far exceeds anything we could have ever imagined. The blessing that is about to come upon you is more. It's more. It's more. But you got to believe, amen? you got to hold fast. You know, when you're waiting on something that was hard, I get it. You start to doubt, don't you? Anybody doubted in this room before? Come on, everybody should be raising their hands all the time. I doubt, right? We doubt. We doubt. I'm raising both hands because I am the king of doubt. I'm a cod. King of doubt. Who's there with me? Anybody? We all doubt. But guess what? The Lord said, I know you're going to doubt sometimes, but what I need you to do is I need you to stay faithful. Does that mean going through the motions, Pastor? No, 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 no. That means walking in faith, knowing that I may not feel it, but know that he's going to do it. Amen? I may not feel it. And see, that's the problem with this prosperity gospel that's out there. They say, name it, claim it, and if you don't get it, you don't have enough faith putting all the burden upon you. No, 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 that's not how it is, amen? I tell you, God will take care of your needs, amen? He will take care of what you need, all right? But I want to tell you this morning, if you, if you say, God, I need this, then God says, I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. Oh, praise God. I heard you. I got you. I know what you need, amen? I know what you need. And listen... See, as a dad, I can relate to this. When my kids need something, I love giving it to them. Even if they don't deserve it. Right? Come on, dads. And it's not that my kids don't deserve good stuff, because they do. They're great kids. Definitely take after their mom. But I love them so much. When they want something, I may be a little gruff. No, I'm not getting that for you. What do you think I am? Made of money? Every dad said. But what do I do? What do I do? I get it for them. You know why? Because they're my kids. I love them. Right? Are they spoiled? Yes. Yes, they're spoiled. I don't care. I will spoil them. That's my kids, right? That's just how it is. Don't you know that the Lord wants to spoil us? Listen, I'm not talking about so you forget them. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about so that we forget who God is. The Lord wants us to know who it comes from, amen? But the Lord also wants to provide for his children, amen? He wants you to know that he loves you, that he cares for you, and that he is there for you. Amen. See, if we have access, if we have access, then we should have something else. You know what that is? Boldness. Boldness. Too many approach the Lord with timidity. I've heard your prayers. Lord, you know, if you will, God, please, God, please, 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 please. We're not beggars. We're not, listen to me, we are not beggars. 
We don't tell God what to do, but we're not beggars, amen? My kids don't have to come to me and beg me. They can ask me once or they can ask me twice. They'll either say no or I'll say yes, amen? We are not beggars, but the Bible says to come before the Lord with boldness. Listen to the scripture right here. It says, Hebrews 4, 16. Let us therefore come, what's that word? Yell it out. All right, not everybody heard me. Let's try it again. When I say yell it out, that means you speak. All right? And the reason I do that is because I want you to feel this. All right? I want you to feel it. You can't feel it if you don't say it. You, you, can't, you can't identify if you don't rectify. I just made that up. <laughs> so let us solidify. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll quit there. <laughs> let us therefore come. You know what boldly means? Bully doesn't mean that we're coming in with authority and telling God what to do. I will tell you right now, if my children come in and try to tell me what to do, that's not going to go over very well. Grandkids are a completely different matter. I don't know yet, but one day I will. Grand, that's a completely different matter. They are allowed to tell you what to do. Amen? But my kids, no. When it talks about coming boldly before the throne, I want you to understand the protocol. See, not everyone could just come to the king. They had to make an appointment. Hmm. They had to make an appointment. They had to schedule a time. They had to, they had to say, can, can, I, can I be with the king? Can I, can I make an appointment so I can have my petition with him? But you know who was allowed to come to see the king anytime he wanted? The kids. Can I give you an example? Years ago, it's been actually 20 years ago now, wow, we were over in Germany, and we had to get my daughter's birth certificate, I had to get an American birth certificate, she was born in Germany, and it was really cold that day, and the wind was blowing, we were in downtown Frankfurt, and, and it was just miserable, and this is you know, a couple years after 9-11, so there was a lot of security, and you had to get visas to come to America, and there was a lot of grumpy people. So we were in this line, and it was just frustrating. You, you know, you ever been outside in, in the cold, and you're waiting in line, and you have a small child and another small child, and it's just it's frustrating, right? So we're sitting there, and it's a long line, and Jenny's looking at me. What are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. we got to get this done. And the guy leans out the window. <laughs> long line, remember? He leans out the window, and he goes, are there any Americans in this line? And, and I'm like, yeah. He goes, everybody step back. You go ahead and come on up front. Does everybody hear what I just said? He says, is there any Americans in line? Yes, that's me. We're American. Everybody move away. You come forward. You get served first. Amen. You get served first. And, and I remember... Walking by people from all nations, and they were looking at us like, we hate you, we hate you. And I'm like, I'm American, so what? I mean, what do you mean do? And, and then my, you know, we didn't know what to do, so we're like walking along, and we got up to there. He goes, come on in, you're welcome here. Oh, praise God. Come on in, you're welcome here. Does anybody see what I'm trying to talk about today? 
Right now, you've been waiting on God to do something in your life. You've been waiting on God. And God says, are there any believers out there? Is there anybody that believes in my name? And I'm sitting here raising my hand. Hey, that's me, God. That's me. And God looks. He looks down. And he looks. He goes, hey, 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 isn't that Keith down there? And the angel goes, I believe it is. Well, get him up here. Get him up here. Get, we don't need to wait in line. He's my kid. I know him. He prays to me, and I'm going to answer that prayer. I'm going to hear what he's got to say. I have access to the Lord this morning. I have access. And I know I have access because my prayers have been answered. Not all my prayers, but enough to make me know and believe that God is God. Amen? That God is God. And he hears my prayer. And it's time for the church to rise up and believe that God answers prayer. Amen? You have access. You have access to the greatest being to exist. You have access you have access. Oh, man. Anybody feeling what I'm feeling right now? Hmm. But the devil's been lying to you. He's been coming, take, take, take. Look, and then he, then he says this to you. Look what God did to you. God didn't do that to you. The devil takes... The Lord restores. Can I say that again? The devil takes, the Lord restores. The devil takes, the Lord restores. You have access to all of this. You have access. You have access to the Lord this morning. I cannot emphasize this enough. When you go to him, it's without fear of reprisal. It's knowing that there's a confidence that he hears us. You know what he says in James? He said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to anyone liberally. You know what liberally means? It means freely. He gives to them liberally and abradeth them not. In other words, he doesn't make them feel bad about it. Do you see what God is trying to do in you this morning? Do you see what God is trying to pour into you this morning? He wants you to know that it's time for the church to hold his head high, not in pride and arrogance, but knowing that I got dad up there looking out for me. Amen. You mess with me, you mess with him. You mess with me, you mess with him. Amen? But so much more than that. I know that if I have a need financially, I know. I know he's going to touch me. If my body is not doing what it's supposed to do. He's going to heal me. If my past has been stained 
by hurt, abuse, addiction. The Bible says how he restores. It makes your latter days better than your first. See, I cannot bring you healing this morning. I can't. But I have access to someone who can. Everybody hear what I just said? I got access. You know how I have access? I asked him. Oh, pastor, you're a pastor. Of course he's going to listen to you. No, no, no. That's not how this works. The foot is level at the cross. I am not better than anybody. As a matter of fact, I actually need to be lower than you, humble. I'm not here to preach a gospel that edifies me. I'm here to preach a gospel that edifies Christ. Do you, do you need healing? Do, do you need financial peace? Now, with that comes some expectations. You know, if God's going to heal you financially, then you need to be a good steward of your money, right? Amen. Right? Do you need restoration of relationships? I know I do. Do you need people in your family saved and set free? I do. Can I ask you a more of a global question? Do you want to see this city set on fire with the bars shut down on their own? Do you want to see that? Do you want to see? Do you want to see fire spread to our villages? Listen to me. Where the culture is restored and pride is restored. I don't mean pride in a negative way. I mean pride in who you are is restored and that you can be in a culture and still be a Christian and it's okay. Amen. We understand that there's things that we can't do and we can do. But we understand that God is ready to restore people. God is ready to restore people. God is ready to heal people. God is ready to touch people. God is ready to bring life to people. God did not take away the culture. Come on. God did not take away the culture. Man did. Man took that away. I'm here to proclaim in the name of Jesus that it be restored to the people. Amen? Restored to the people. Listen. I'm going to go off a little tangent here. If you need to drum, drum. If you need to speak it, speak it. But I'm going to tell you right now, you need to be proud. And what I mean by proud is not ashamed in who you are. Amen. God made you for who you are. I don't expect you to be like me, and I can't be like you. Amen. We need to be us together. You need to be you. I need to be me. We need to serve God. Amen. That's how it is. Are we ready to serve God? Are we ready to serve God? Are we ready to serve God? How many are tired of watching the drunks downtown? How many are tired of hearing on the news about fentanyl coming into this, this city, amen, and them arresting some? If they're arresting people, that means a lot's coming in that's not noticed. How many are tired of things being stolen from your home? I had something stolen out of my car last week. I'm going to tell you, I'm tired of it. I, it's funny, though, it was a Bible. 
They thought it was my wife's purse, and they got a Bible. I'm sorry. That's God. They're gonna be. They're gonna be like, look, I got some money. Oh man. And they started reading John 3, 16, for God still loved the world. They started reading Romans 10, 9, that all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. They're going to read Romans 3, 23, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, we need to access. We need to access what God has given us. Would you stand with me, please? I'm done. Somebody's going to show up at our church one day and says, I was robbing cars and I found a Bible and I got saved. Man, wouldn't that be awesome? Can we just believe that's going to happen? It's going to be awesome. They're going to be sitting there and saying, I just started reading the Bible and the Lord saved me and I didn't know what to do, so I came to church. As crazy as that sounds, God's can work in your life too. Did you know that? Amen. Now, come on, let's be bold right now. Can we be bold? Amen. Bold, bold means that we're, we're unafraid. Amen. We're not telling God what to do. We're unafraid, okay? That means not timid. Who needs something from God? Raise your hand. You need something from God. Amen? You need something from God? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You need something from God. Raise your hand. Then if it's, you want something, if you need something from God, I'm going to give you the formula. You ready? Ask. Seek. Knock. Ask, you shall receive. Knock, and the door shall be opened to you. Seek, and you shall find. Pastor, I don't understand that. Then that's why you got to seek. Amen? You got to start Seeking the Lord and quit pursuing your own selfish pleasure. The God is not an ATM machine for you to just get what you need. The Lord is there to supply your need. He says this right now. I shall supply what? All your need according to what? According to his riches and glory. Repeat after me, everyone. Lord, supply my need. I ask you. I'm knocking on that door, and I'm going to seek you this week. I'm going to seek you this week. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to pray to you, and I'm going to believe you're going to raise the dead. In the name of Jesus. Come on now. In the name of Jesus. Now, don't just say it. you got to believe it, Okay. You got to believe it. Come on, who believes it? Are you believing it with me? You believe it with me? Come on, do you believe it with me? You believe it with me? Pastor, you being one of those hype men on TV. Well, if I need to get a pair of pom poms, I will do it. You ready? You ready? Okay, there you go. Listen, at my age and weight, that's the best I can do. I'll break the stage if I jump on it. Can you believe that God's going to do something in your life? Now, when you go out of here, some of you will experience the opposite of that because something will happen to make you think that God doesn't care about you. Can I tell you right now, that should be confirmation that God's going to do something because the devil is going to 
Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.